Hi, I would like to introduce today the principal of the school that I work at where I teach Japanese, Patricia Malqueen, she likes to be called Trish, and Taryn Maxwell-Garrett, who's one of the leading teachers at this school. Together we talk about teachers as co-learners. I've been asked by quite a few different people to do a podcast on teachers as co-learners and what better way than to showcase our school. We talk about the frequency and how important frequency is to language learning, that once a week is not enough, and how that's gone for teachers. The scheduling, with inbuilt accountability, so how the program's been set up and what accountability measures have been set up within that. Some things about the, the mood, I suppose, of the teaching through the school, particularly by me with the teachers being differentiated, individual goal setting and judgment free. And some surprises. One surprise was how learning Japanese has helped to reinforce English grammar for the teachers. Obviously that would work with students as well. So not surprising at all to language teachers because we're often saying that language is supporting literacy understanding. But to see that really happen naturally in a staff meeting with one of the teachers having a bit of an aha moment was really quite exciting to witness. So I hope you enjoy part one of this series. Please listen out for part two as well. Enjoy. So after our participation in the Leading Languages PD through Melbourne, lots of great things happened. So our team met together regularly and we decided on how we would best spend the money that we had through the program. So we, we actually understood that children were not going to learn language by one lesson per week. Mm. So we said to ourselves, how are we going to skill up the teachers so that the children will get more hits of this language? to have greater impact. Hmm. So we thought we could use our expert teacher and employ her for some extra days each term. So I think we employed Susan for two extra days a term where she would come in as an extra. And it would be a drop what you're doing thing in the classroom. Susan would come in and speak Japanese and the classroom teacher stayed in the classroom to this lesson was to improve the teacher's ability, but also to give an extra hit to the children. In this way, we helped to build the teacher's confidence and ability. Our expert teacher could work one-on-one -on -one with the classroom teacher to help the classroom teacher to improve their Japanese. So to ask them, what's working well for you now? What do you need to learn next? So we very much supported the classroom teacher in their knowledge of Japanese and, and to help them to teach and to use Japanese more in their classroom. We know if the classroom teacher uses more Japanese words 
in everyday language in the classroom, it's going to have tremendous impact. And that's what we were really trying to, to do. It was very important to the program to have the principal on board and we can now see why. The principal helps to lead the program in the school and allows for the scheduling of the program. So why is the scheduling of the program important? Scheduling of the program is important because it helps facilitate the teachers to get the time that they need to develop on their own professional learning. So the teachers almost developed their own goal setting of what they wanted to achieve from um, our mentoring, coaching strategy that we thought would be really good to use happened throughout the whole year and we could see growth happening, you know, reflection happening, all of that stuff. So the schedule was that every three weeks we would have our languages teacher actually replaced with another professional. And so then that whole day was scheduled so that each teacher got half an hour with the languages teacher and they would develop on their own personal goals. But another thing that also happened was that the languages teacher would also come to a staff meeting every term, which was really good. And we would be working on things that were happening in the classroom. So teachers got one-on-one time with the languages teacher to develop their next steps. At the same time, there was staff meetings where everybody learned together. Yeah, there was. And then you could see the teachers that were, you know, it's like any classroom, you could see the teachers who were sort of going up the end of the scale. And so, you know, they were having to be scaffolded with a lot more things. And then there were the students, teachers who were taking the little smaller steps. And so they had smaller goals. But either way, it was targeted teaching to teachers' needs and what they needed to learn, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so differentiations for adults for adult. as much as for children. Because we're co-learners! <laughs> what I think worked really well at school is that we made it very clear from the early stages that we're all learning together. We're not expected to be expert, and this idea of being able to have a go and not be totally perfect, I think made a really big difference in the success of the program. I love this learning together. Learning together, we can do great things. It was also how she um, encouraged and and taught each of us as co-learners. She was um, very enthusiastic and clear but at no stage was there any judgment made. We are all at our own different level, as Taryn talked about, and and that's great. But there was never, ever a feeling of, I'm not good enough, but rather have a go and and enjoy learning together. Tonight at staff meeting, we had a very interesting discussion about Japanese. So each of our Um, professional learning meetings we try to recap our Japanese learning so it sometimes only takes about five minutes 
tonight it took a little bit longer or one of the teachers talked about how that her Japanese learning actually helped her to understand English better so we talked about that there's no the in in the Japanese language and and as we said it, it reinforced what we were learning about Japanese was actually reinforcing grammar in English language so that was really important mm. I was really excited at the staff meeting to find out how frequently teachers were using Japanese in the classroom. I asked the question, how many times in a week does somebody use Japanese in your classroom? And a couple of weeks ago, I asked the same question and people were saying, oh, five, maybe, not sure. And only one teacher was saying confidently maybe 150 times in the week and that teacher's class was very clearly very engaged with Japanese and so is the teacher. This week I found that all teachers were saying, oh yeah, we've been using the same word in foundation, which is completely right for foundation at this stage of the year the same word but maybe 150 times in the week and we decided that across the school it was somewhere between 100 and 200 times a week in every class that Japanese was being used normally in context for everyday communication. How have you been doing that with sport Tara? So sport is a very interesting one to use but I've been I'm actually quite proud of myself Susan. <laughs> I have it's, it's a good um, so a lot of the instructions that I give to the st- children at the moment are you know, looking, look here, listen this way, you know, sit on the green seats. A lot of arigato and, you know, sugoi and suburashi. So I've been using that a lot with the students. But at the moment, like I've been speaking to Susan, and I've now got my own personal goal. And a lot of my instructions at the moment are, you know, with the juniors, go and stand behind a cone, like a coloured cone. So Susan and I have decided that my goal in the coming weeks will be to use colours to give instructions. And then, of course, with the older kids, it's um, like standing in a line or it could be make your own groups of whatever number. So that's what I'll be working of as my own personal goal in the next coming weeks. Yeah, I, th- I said lots of Japanese words and it was just... Now it's just become habitual, which is really, really good. And like at home, I find myself saying adagato for lots of different things around the house, which is really nice because now it's just, it's just habit. So I hope you'll forgive me for being a little bit proud of what we're doing at St. Joseph's in Trafalgar. We haven't gone all the way. We're certainly not working at the level that St Bede's are and some other schools in Melbourne who are working with teachers as co-learners, but I think we're doing a really good job so far. So Tara and Trish and I talk some more in the second part about how we have continued the structure of supporting the teachers as co-learners model, especially regular meetings between Trish and Taryn and I where we would review where we're up to and where we're going to next and how to bring the school the next step. We also talk some more about the everyday Japanese that's being used like the role, classroom verbs, feedback and praise and how important gestures has been for the students and for the teachers in the Teachers as Co-Learners model 
at St Joseph's at Trafalgar. There's another section about motivation and about holding expectations, which really is the nitty gritty of making sure this happens instead of being something that we just talk about one day. And I think you'll find that really interesting. So click on to the next one and listen to part two. Janet.